Remember the Doubleman twins? Double your pleasure, double your fun. Why the heck were they smiling so much? You're listening to ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Mark Cannon. Dr. Cannon is a clinical associate professor of pediatric dentistry at Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago. He is a past president of the Illinois Society of Dentistry for Children. Dr. Cannon is the author of over 50 scientific papers, lectures nationally and internationally, and in his spare time maintains an active dental practice in Long Grove, Illinois. Today we are discussing the latest in dental technology and aesthetics. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable, Dr. Cannon. Thank you. Everyone wants to be beautiful in their own way. What do you as a pediatric dentist do in the realm of aesthetics? Well, there's so much in aesthetics. In fact, basically, the philosophy of pediatric dentistry is to provide only aesthetic care. Because when we talk about returning to normal function, part of the function of the teeth is to represent who you are. When you see a beautiful model smiling, you're right, you see the teeth. People notice the teeth in the eyes the most. So when we talk about restoring function to a patient, we talk about restoring the aesthetics also. So what do we do in terms of aesthetics? Well, first of all, prevent decay, obviously. And secondly, all restorations being placed in young people are supposed to be aesthetic at this time. Would you talk about restoration when you say placed in children? What do you mean by that? What is placed into the mouth? Well, basically, a restoration is when you restore the function aesthetically, which means you're doing a filling. Or naturally, we're talking about a filling that is aesthetic. I think the days of people getting uh, steel caps on their front teeth and big silver fillings that show, those are days that are over. Now, in addition to restoration, I know there's a shift in the paradigm in dentistry. What is this about? The practice is changing from, is it surgical to medical? Absolutely. Now we're talking about repairing the dentition, and repairing is the remineralization. Remineralization requires higher technology. Diagnostic equipment must be better, first of all. You must see the children earlier, and that's, again, why we recommend the first dental visit at age one. When we see the development of a curious lesion, like in a developmental defect in enamel, we do a white filling, a tooth-colored filling material. Many of these filling materials are remineralization filling materials. They encourage the repair and healing of the enamel. Our current research is very surprising because we have found that there's often deep remineralization, something we didn't know was going on. We knew we could do surface remineralization, and we always assumed we had to have a totally intact matrix for this to remineralize. Our newest research is showing that that may not necessarily be the case. Of course, now we're going onward into scaffolding. Which is what? Well, we have a lot of different biopolymers that we can form scaffolding with. Now, in University of Michigan, they've used osteoblastic activating factor to create new dentin. So you can regrow dentin of teeth just like we can stimulate the growth of bone. Now, does the tooth have to be there to restore it, or can you actually produce a new tooth? We actually can produce new teeth, and that has been done in animals where they have reproduced new teeth. And, in fact, the primate studies are starting. They've done it in dogs. They've done it in laboratory rats where 
biopolymer scaffolds are created and utilizing stem cells. I was just going to ask if you needed stem cells. There's a lot of stem cells in the mouth. I mean, the ligament that holds the tooth and the bone is rich in adult omnipotent stem cells. So you can actually take those stem cells and regrow teeth and any other tissue. Interestingly enough, every time a child loses a baby tooth and you look underneath where there were that baby tooth was, right. you see that big, fiery red mound of tissue. Sure. That's loaded with stem cells. And they had actually recommended at one time that people might harvest those and, and cryogenically freeze them and have them for later use in case of a trauma that you'd be able to utilize those. And there's still discussion because every time you take out one of those loose baby teeth and look in it and you see all that red tissue, that's mostly stem cell. The nerve of the tooth is loaded with stem cells and that it was necessary to stimulate repair of teeth. Because again, teeth are very necessary for survival, especially earlier on in prehistoric times. You had tough, rough, difficult things to eat. So, you know, this predisposal to survival that teeth have you need to have stem cells to help the healing of them. And they're loaded with stem cells, which right now we're doing research and stimulating those stem cells to do dental repair. I understand that you're doing some of your research at Argonne National Laboratory. Because, again, that's the advanced photon source. You have the 27 keV uh, synchrotronic radiation capabilities, so we can do nano-CT imaging. And that allows us to do ultrastructural studies. These ultrastructural studies are, again, very important because they can demonstrate the remineralization we can do in dentin. This remineralization in dentin is parallel by what you can do in bone. So this research overlaps extensively with orthopedics. And in fact, I'm sure you know the previous history that many of the orthopedic cements are used to cement in hip implants and knee replacements, all the knee prosthesis. Most of those materials were actually developed by dental researchers. I originally. did not know that. That's I mean, great. The striker mixer, the striker cement system, all that was developed by a dental researcher. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and with me today is Dr. Mark Cannon. We are discussing the latest in dental aesthetics and technology. So Argonne National Laboratory is just not merely uh, places where they develop bombs and things. There's actually now a lot of good scientific research going on there. There's a tremendous amount of ultrastructural biological research going on at Argonne Labs, and this basic research will benefit medicine and dentistry tremendously, and industry, because there's a connection between dentin and enamel called the DEJ that holds that hard crystal enamel to dentin. They're two very dissimilar materials, dentin being like a bone, enamel being very crystalline. So industry has looked at this connection. It's actually a mechanical connection and it's from all these different scallopings, and they want to use the same type of connection even in something as simple as a car bumper to apply vinyl to steel. That's just terrific, and all developed by the dental profession. Well, we're working on it, and it's all stemming from research done. A lot of the research we're doing, again, on occlusal stresses, the enamel coming down on the dent and, and the ultrastructure now is being looked at orthopedically and how prosthesis, metal prosthesis, affect the bone underneath it, too. You mentioned to do some of these new technological advances you need early diagnosis. 
you mentioned the nanotechnology. What other new equipment is there that the dentist is using to pick up early decay and other problems so that the restoration can be done and be successful? Well, one thing we've had for several decades have been carry screening tests where we can screen for certain bacteria, lactobacilli, streptococci, mutants that are carrygenic bacteria. We've had those for quite some time. Is there any value in doing a culture from a child's mouth, you know, in the pediatrics office on any kind of screening basis? I don't think really in the pediatrician's office, but if you have a family that's been very caries prone, you know that the bacteria gets transmitted from sibling to sibling, and we know it comes from the mother then to the siblings. So we should screen those kids in the pediatric dental office and then maybe start them on some xylitol gum as a preventive measure. But that's been around for a while. The main thing now is, of course, laser scanners. We have laser scanners that will scan the teeth. And because of the special absorption of the wavelengths that decay has, it analyzes the return beam and then tells us if there's decay in the teeth. Now, we also have just uh, visible light scanners, which utilize a very special algorithm in your computer. It separates away the signals so you have decay showing up very nicely on your computer screens. That's called the Difodi system. These allow us to pick up very early carious lesions so we can again address the issue by repair, that is remineralization, rather than waiting for them to grow and have to do restoration. Does that mean x-rays aren't necessary anymore? No, we still need x-rays because none of these systems will penetrate bone. So you got to get in there and look at the roots and look inside deep in the nerve and see how it looks too. But do we need x-rays all the time? No. We can limit the amount of x-rays to a reasonable period. It's just like you don't take routine MRIs on your patients in your practice. You take so when there's a clinical indication for the MRI. I don't think I'll ever forget that scene in Marathon Man where Sir Lawrence Olivier is drilling at Dustin Hoffman's teeth. The sound of the drill still sends shivers up my spine. Do dentists still always need the drill, or is there something finally (laughs) more peaceful? We have a lot of adjuncts now, and one of the things I think is the most exciting is the use of ultrasonics. We have, because of space industry developments, ultrasonic equipment, and this ultrasonic equipment uses special, very fine diamond-coated instruments that come in at the frequency that the body doesn't seem to mind. Just like everything else, there's a lot of frequency we can't hear. I mean, we have a limited frequency response when it comes to audio. Same thing visually. There's a lot of wavelengths we can't see. Apparently, there's ultrasonic frequencies we don't feel well. So we use those in dentistry to dissolve away soft tooth structure, and then we go in with a remineralization filling. So you never get down to anywhere near the nerve. I just remembered... When I didn't have a Novocaine shot and that drill sort of went down, it was like all of a sudden that, yow. Do you need any kind of local anesthesia when you're using these? It depends. The studies done have shown that about 40% of fillings can be done without numbing a person with a new equipment. One was, I mentioned, the ultrasonic. The other one is a stream of air, water, and abrasive, and that will remove only the soft tooth structure. The key thing for all these isn't so much being able to do things without anesthetic as much as keeping the restorations being done as small and as conservative as possible. We want to remove only unhealthy tooth structure, not healthy tooth structure. 
When you keep these restorations small and conservative, their lifespan is greatly expanded. So you don't look at a patient who later on will need to have full porcelain coverage, that is a porcelain cap, because too much tooth structure was removed. The side benefit is no anesthetic means you can have four or five fillings done and then walk out of the office, not numb, and go right back to school. I would like to thank Dr. Cannon for being my guest. We've been discussing recent developments in dental aesthetics and technology. I leave you with the words of Johnny Carson. Happiness is your dentist telling you it won't hurt, and then having him catch his hand in the drill. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. I wish you good day and good health.